0: Hello and welcome to LedgerCast. My name is Brian Krogsgaard. I am here with Josh Olswich. Josh, hello. Brian, uh, apparently we hit an all-time high today. That's crazy, right? Um, we hit an all-time high depending on which exchange you look at. We're going with it because on the longest-running exchanges, like uh, Bitstamp, it happened. On Binance, it happened. Coinbase, not yet. Bitfinex, not yet. Bitmex, not yet. CME, I think it did happen. That's all well and good. If you're looking to participate in price exploration or if you're looking to um, front run the move to other tokens, you can do it with Matcha. Go to ledgerstatus.com slash matcha. Check it out today. It's a great way to trade on a DEX. WBTC may be your token of choice. (laughs) Uh, or you can buy altcoins as well. Buy and sell on Macho. com slash Macho. Keep custody of your coins. It's a great way to trade. Happy to have them on as a partner. Thanks so much to Macho. They get the best fees. You get the lowest fees, so the best aggregated liquidity in crypto. We're happy to promote them because, well, it's easy to promote. Meanwhile, uh, Josh, we did indeed hit an all-time high, but for some reason you have a Zcash chart on your screen. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I I will pull up a Bitcoin chart, and I want I just want to I just want to bring up the fact that I was so close, but you know I guess horseshoes and hand grenades or whatever. Um, my my tweet saying all-time high by Thanksgiving Day, it might have been the cruelest miss ever because we went to nineteen. 19- Five and then died. We literally got into my circle of prophecy, into the circle, and then we poo pooed it. And uh, how, what did we drop top to bottom there? What was that correction? It was 17%. And then uh, we just rampaged right back up. So are we looking at some kind of bear div or are we looking at the real deal? We hit an all time high on several exchanges, like you mentioned. So, um, we're right back where we were, uh, four or five days ago now. And basically with the same questions, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like all time high. The thing about all time highs is you get all these headlines. Um, so you're going to get people FOMOing in and then they're all going to get wrecked during the pullback. You get, <clears throat> you get more headlines. <clears throat> Sorry. You get more headlines um, that brings in more people, and then you get this, this effect that we saw in 2016, 2017. Uh, we, need, we need the news. We need the people. We need the Google Trends to spike. We need Coinbase to keep going down. We need Robinhood to go down. We need all these new people to come in. We need institutions to follow into GBTC, which is what they're doing. Uh, we need all this stuff. So I saw that the, the
0: high in 2017 for GBTC, because of the premium, was like $38, and it's at like 25 or 27 today. So the premium is obviously not there on GBTC. It's it's much closer to a more, um, you know, realistic Bitcoin view. Mm-hmm. Who needs an ETF when you have OTC Bitcoin through Barry? Right. It's this at twenty two twenty two eighty five, and I think the twenty seventeen high was thirty eight. But realistically, GBTC is giving access to Bitcoin to anyone that can self manage a retirement account. Um,
1: Yeah, I think that's what people don't understand. They look at GBTC and they say, uh, you know, not your keys, not your coins. they say Barry's evil, whatever. All that is true. But at the same time, uh, like you're saying, it gives people access, such easy access to this product.
0: Yeah, Um, It's not perfect access, but even for somebody like me, like, you know, you can do it through anything you self-manage. So I have some accounts where, I can only enter like i can't even enter etfs so if there was a bitcoin etf i couldn't do that it'd have to be like a bitcoin mutual fund so the array of products available to legacy markets is really wide and to fit everyone's profile of what they can trade you have to have all of them you got to have otc you have to have etfs you have to have mutual funds um but having anything any kind of wrapped version of bitcoin even OTC is going to give access to a lot of people. And if they want to work hard enough, they can have access to that in traditional platforms. So anyway, um, that leads me to believe also, I saw somebody talking about this recently is that, um, grayscale might end up actually being one of the earliest approved ETFs once the time comes. And all those are going to be, that's like the next wave of news cycles, right? Is like, um, the traditional products really mature in the space and gives act, like anybody can buy Bitcoin super easily through traditional means and retirement accounts, not just gambling accounts.
1: Yeah. And then in the next, next big thing I'm waiting for is ETH futures, uh, CME. I don't know on what criteria they need that to happen because it's a little weirder than BTC is as far as custody and the network and blah, blah, blah. But, it's definitely been in the works for a couple of years. They've tried something to do with it. Yeah. So, so with ETH 2.0 like finalizing, maybe they will move forward with that. I, I don't know. But uh, that's been a rumor for a long time.
0: Yeah. Well, nevertheless, it's Bitcoin's day. Um, ETH 2.0, though, is launching tomorrow. December 1st launch after hitting the minimum required ETH to kick off. Um the staking stuff. So people had to put ETH in there, had to stake it. And then that kicked off the release of 2.0, but then they'll be running proof of stake and proof of work for some period of time. Right.
1: Correct. Uh, the ETH deposit contract is at 840,000 ETH. Okay. Which isn't a lot, but notionally it's a lot of these prices, right? Yeah. it's a $600 per Ethereum. Um, the question is, though, like we've we've talked about this before, is the ETH staking percent going to be lower than yield you can get anywhere else with ETH? Uh, yes, <laughs> it so, seems so, so. So you have to be this benevolent being to say, I'm going to give up yield, and I'm not going to min-max my, my ETH here. I'm going to put it in this staking contract where it's locked for two years, and I can't touch it or whatever, you know, It just seems like a bad trade to me. But what do I know? But it's certainly one that people are going to take. Are they? I mean, people are taking it, but I don't think it's it's retail people, right? These are like ETH, probably ETH maximalists or ETH early ETH people, but Vitalik type people. Yeah,
0: it doesn't have to be the highest yield to be a stable yield, like a regular yield. You know, like one that you know will be there. Whereas, I mean, I did some of the yield farming stuff in ETH. We we got to get back to Bitcoin, but... um, if you know you can get whatever the 15%, like you don't have to move around and do all kinds of stuff. And I think it'll just be part of the strategy, you know, like the same way people manage their portfolio, various percentages of their stuff in one thing or another, people will put a you know, maybe 50% of their ETH in ETH 2.0 staking with a regular standard yield. And they'll put the rest in other stuff for different yield, better yield, whatever. (laughs) Meanwhile, um, so, like we said, Bitcoin hit an all-time high on on multiple exchanges. We had a seventeen percent drawdown, like you mentioned on the weekly. It was really a blip. It was a, a doji of sorts on the on the weekly close. Looks like nothing happened. Uh, and if
1: anything, that dip was all related to the futures and options expiration. It really had nothing to do with like any sort of natural pullback. This was all just like futures related, right? Uh you can put whatever whatever narrative you want.
0: That's in my, my <laughs> narrative. Brian,
1: <laughs> in my you mind you can agree or disagree, but
0: in it, my mind it was people preparing for a drawdownless push to all-time highs and it shook out some longs with some very aggressive selling with volume you can see here and a 17% dip in my, was just enough to Fuel, you know, give the market enough leeway to go make the the actual high. Um
1: way too coincidental. There's plenty too coincidental. There's plenty
0: of people willing to buy the dip at 17%. It appears.
1: It hap- but it happened a day before the expiration. Like that, well, that's not
0: Those things are common. I'm sorry. You've I'm talked sorry. about you've talked about that often. Those things are common. Now, was it a was it a dip? worthy of historical bull market dips no we've talked about the 20 week over and over and over again the 20 week is at 13k um throughout the 2016 2017 bull market that was where real support was but what it showed that at least some like it was something it was something other than just chad green candles constantly um which is mostly what we've had. I mean, we've talked about this before, even on a daily basis. September third was really our only horrible down candle, and then maybe May tenth. May so since March, we've only had a couple of like really thrusty type of candles down, and this is just another one of those. In those scenarios, every other scenario we might have le- led on to you know more consolidation, um, but we didn't die we kept on we kept on chugging along and pushed up and it appears we're setting up for that again whether we're setting up for a longer consolidation maybe this is you know maybe today is the equivalent of May 14th back here for instance where we're about to put in a month of consolidation close the year at 20k doesn't that sounds pretty good doesn't it and then uh and then push up in 2021 or maybe we blow the top off here and go to 23 with which is that R3 uh,
1: breakdown? We have many options here. Yeah, what you don't wanna see in the decision tree here is an M double top. That's probably the most bearish. Uh, I don't wanna see this double top. I don't wanna see this break. Uh, 16 at this point, even though we need a 30% pullback. M double top would be the most bearish for sure.
0: Yeah, if it breaks below the prior. But I could see, for instance, all the way like maybe seventeen five would just be setting up some kind of ascending triangle or something. You know, like
1: Yeah, if we can if
0: we can pattern out
1: over the next month. That's super bullish. Amazingly bullish. Um, the problem is Q four is where all the moves happen. Q one is where the down down moves happen. It's up up moves, down moves. So seasonality wise, even if we pattern out here, the expectation is still Q one is gonna be a down quarter. So we have a month to like keep going here. So that's an no. argument against uh, any sort of consolidation here. That's what leads me to believe that we may just do
0: a little bit of price exploration and then have a more sustained dip as people take profit at the end of the year. Um, but that also, that makes the okay. dip that makes them dip much higher on a relative basis. You know, like all those sc- moving averages are going to scream upward. If we say go to that 23, 24 K and then our dip it might be 17 or 18 uh something just below all-time highs and you know we consolidate and have a more sustained push next spring or something for 30k plus All, that just makes too much sense in my head maybe maybe it's uh it's too easy but that follows a paradigm similar to what we've seen in gold for instance and I don't think most gold investors would look at what they're seeing as a, a, like what they've experienced and say, "Hey, this has been easy." Especially when they look at uh, look at Bitcoin and they're like, "Oh my God, look at these guys! <laughs> they're making so much more money than us." And this was supposed to be our moment. Um, hey, gold looks awful today. See, I think it looks like it's bottoming on the
1: on the weekly. I had
0: let me move this.
1: Based uh, on what a mini wick on uh, a Monday, like <laughs> what do you mean bottoming on the weekly?
0: Yeah, no way. You got to base it off something. Um, so they let's see how, how what percentage they went above the all time high. And I yeah, on probably one six one
1: eight.
0: It went about eight and a half percent above the all time high. I don't know if you do the fibs like relative to the whole thing, um, it might. Not even be a 1.618.
1: Yeah, do uh do all-time high to the 2015 low. Where the heck are my fibs? You can see how often I do these. All right, I'll do it. You boomer. Go uh, Yo, here, you, you boomer. Uh, they're
0: up here by the stupid pitchforks.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Watch who you talking to about stupid pitchforks.
0: Uh, Yeah, the 1.618 is up at 2,400. So it's, oh, pro- okay. it's probably like a 2.36, which I Whatever. don't even keep um, if you go, that's going all the way to the gold bottom.
1: Yeah. 1. It's fine, whatever. But watching you struggle with the fibs is irking me. Oh, it's it went, irking it me, went, Brian. It went
0: perfectly to the 1.236. Look at that. Who uses that fib? That's such a, nobody uses that fib.
1: It's 272. Who uses the 236? Uh gold. Zero people use that gold. fib. Gold. It's uses a, uses the magic it. it's number exact, un- picked. It's exactly where it went. It's
0: like whatever. the weakest it's the weakest fib for the weakest risk-off asset. <laughs> okay. uh, but nevertheless, it, it, it did a little dance above the all-time high after running really hot to the all-time high. Does this sound familiar? And then it consolidated, and then it broke down and back into the cluster from its prior all-time high. I could totally see us doing this exact same type of move, you know, like we – we bust up, we do a thing, and then we don't do much of anything for however many weeks it takes us to consolidate and whatever, and then we end up making a bottom at seventeen eighteen k. Once things settle down, um, and people the can diff- scream about double, you know, double bubble, double tops the whole time, just giving us more fuel.
1: The I- difference for gold is on the weekly cloud; it hit the key twice now. It's I don't know. Like gold has mean reverted way more than BTC has. Well yeah,
0: because BTC's doing a move similar to what it did when it was, you know, just getting
1: to its high. Like where it led to its prior highs. And we talked about this at the beginning, but based on uh where BTC sits on trend, it's like late stage uh bull trend. Um if you look at any any of the MAs that you want to, we are way above everything, and that's not um, that's not early stage like pre-launch behavior. That's that's like in orbit behavior. So that's that's concerning to me if you're expecting a massive continuation here, because the the amount of FOMO we need at this point it's to a lot. push us past twenty is so much, so much, and that's possible. Like if Dixie. We talked about this like every week too, but if Dixie goes to 88, then yeah, we might hit 40k in BTC, you know? Yeah. But if you look at all the MAs, uh, like the 200 EMA is way down there at uh, 12, the 20 a week SMA is at 13. If you look at the cloud, we've been riding the Tenken on the daily, which is absurd. Uh, if you look at what happened in 2016, 2017, it was way more controlled as far as these retests and uh, pushes. So we we haven't even had like any daily, daily test of the cloud yet. Um, we haven't
0: had, we haven't had severe any severe pain for bulls.
1: No, and that's back to that thirty percent dip expectation. Here's the twenty week SMA. Like you were talking about earlier. Like we again we talk about this every week, but we touched that twenty week SMA five six seven times in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen. And we haven't touched it in like a hundred days plus I think on uh the current trend, so this to me looks more like 2019 than 2016 2017, which is concerning
0: yeah, and we could we could blow the blow the top off of it
1: um, I have a hard time being bearish <laughs> like i yeah, could, i'm not I'm not bearish as much as I want I want a massive pullback, so I can be more bullish you know yeah i remember hearing
0: a lot of gold bugs talking about this as it moved out of like 14 and 1500 and they were like i'm just waiting for this to come back 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 and then it went to the all-time high you know and like they uh, they missed it by waiting for for too much um and i just think we got 17 percent we got 17%. I don't want to say this time is different but like our drawback our drawdowns this time are not necessarily guaranteed to be as big as they were in 2017. 2017 drawdowns of 35% or whatever were smaller than they were the bubble before you know um, and we might end up because of our new institutional friends uh, we might start seeing drawdowns that get start to get bought up more heavily at 15-20% to 20% instead of Twenty-five to thirty-five percent. You know, um, it, it's
1: possible. It's hard to. Yeah, imagine. but that's just that's just normal market behavior. That's not like. Yeah, as the volatility new, new decreases
0: over time, it also would make one believe that it's going to make it more difficult to go up quite as fast. But we're not seeing evidence of that part yet. <laughs> it's like smaller drawdowns and just as much upward volatility. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I guess purely looking at the chart though like you said that 20 week we are the distance away from the 20 week to where
1: it would make sense to tank yeah and the concern is if we run too hot on the trend now that dip will just keep dipping like it did in 2019
0: yeah it'd need like months of consolidation
1: right and it's over you
0: know <clears throat> I don't think that happens unless the broader economy has bigger issues that we face with it i I think it's possible that we just run up and we we do a proper a proper bubble um, where at least a portion of that is done with smaller dips Now, I could change my tune, but I don't think that sentiment we could go to twenty three twenty four thousand without changing that sentiment whatsoever like, We could still say like. This is good, but we need a drawdown. This is good, but we need a drawdown. This is good, but we need a drawdown. We just hit the twenty day. It, gets, it buys us a week or two of price expansion if we want it. If we want to go for it, if the buyers are there for it, and on the back of an all-time high, and this is what we'll find out this week. That's why I'm glad we're doing this on Monday, because uh, we'll talk again on Friday and see like what's happened since then. If you ask me, i my my bet is we don't get some major dip. I think. We will consolidate or we
1: will just go up. Um, yeah. I think, based on how the 15% dip was bought up, I, I agree with you. We we tweezer bottomed and we dragonfly dojied, we invert, we Adam and Eve, and that was it. So it was just massive bullish sentiment uh, over the weekend.
0: Yeah. Sure. And I felt
1: pretty dumb
0: because <laughs> I closed my margin longs, like I stayed in my, my, positioning but i closed my margin longs way too soon uh thinking that we were already starting to like run kind of hot and slow down yada yada and then i just watched it go another thousand dollars you know (laughs) it's like okay um so we just we continue to push we went i mean we went dude we went right past where we had topped like you would have thought if there was weakness it would have stopped below 19k and we just blew right through it and now we're continuing to show strength on literally every time frame and i think we're going to go make a mockery of this all-time high that's i've I've been hesitant to say it but i think i think that's what's going to happen i think by the time we're talking friday we will not have seen 20k i think we'll have seen 21 22 23 um some kind of like major move to the upside with major volatility but That's my personal expectation based off everything we've seen so far. We are continuing to find willing buyers in this market. And I think it's preparing, like we've talked about for a long time, for continued dollar weakness. There's too
1: many people that are not in this trade yet. I agree. I agree. It's just tough. It's tough to margin along this. That's really... Oh, yeah. Anytime my lens is perpetually... Where's the margin long trade here? Because I'm not. I'm always holding BTC. Like that's to me to get out of spot is insanity. But um, well, and you—that's that's, you that's, just, that's you why I'm not. Yeah, that's why I'm looking at this thinking: Do I want to margin long at 20k? No, I don't. I don't care if it goes to 24. It's just again the risk reward—a 30% drop here versus going to 23, 24. What's the R and R on that? It's got to be—it's
0: not great on a margin perspective. Yeah. But I take it that's why you have. Eight galaxy-brained altcoin charts sitting in front of you because doesn't doesn't this what? kind of indicate based on that's what I see? I see some picture like there's. Oh, this is alt- hold on. Um, there you go. There's, the, there's the
1: well, but scene. it
0: it brings the question to me: is everybody said there's no alt season, there's no whatever until all-time highs? Now that people are just going to be comfy in their Bitcoin spot positions, but like you said, like do you really want to put it at risk in margin? If you're willing to put your funds at risk, is it not going to be into speculating into altcoins? We got the ETH 2.0 narrative, ETH at 600. ETH could move, but there's also plenty of other altcoins. And as retail comes in, these are all the narratives, Josh, that we've heard for years. When retail comes, they will not come until all-time highs. Then when they come, they'll say Bitcoin is too expensive. What's the next Bitcoin? I'm going to buy these other things. Have we just seen a preview of that prior to the correction that we got? Uh, you know, XRP ran like crazy, XLM ran like crazy. Several things went up bigly and then got smoked when Bitcoin did. Are we going to see money flow into altcoins?
1: I think we'll see the dumb money flow into altcoins like we do with XRP. But that is that was the
0: third largest cryptocurrency and it moved it quite a bit. So are we going to do you anticipate that we're going to see large altcoin moves to end the year or at the start of the year?
1: Um, large altcoin moves at the start of the year. Yeah. ETH ETH historically has done best in Q1, Q2 has been the best for everything across the board. So I don't think any alt moves happen until Q2. I do think we'll see some like alt moves here and there. Um, now you know as like you're saying there's new people coming on Robinhood they could buy 10,000 XRP versus 0. 0.1 BTC or whatever it is and yeah. they're going to buy 10,000 XRP because of integer bias you know and that's just the way it is and I think we saw a lot of that already and we'll continue to see that so I'd look for coins that are listed on Robinhood coins that are listed on Coinbase um, simply for the dumb money like if you're fishing for buying before dumb money does just look at what people can access, you know? Right. Which is what you're talking about, I think. It
0: is exactly what I'm talking about. And I want
1: one other thing I'll say about BTC real quick. If you look at all of the, uh, the on-chain stuff, if we look at UTXOs, if we look at where, how the age of these coins are, um, we're not seeing a big spike in newly moved coins. we're seeing, a rise in newly moved coins, but we're not seeing um, toppy signs like we did in uh, 2019 or we did in 2017 or even in 2013. Like all this correlates to uh, coins being moved to exchanges or whatever, you know, it's it's bearish. If we see UTXOs spike up on the hot side, if we look at the Puel multiple, that's in the middle of where it needs to be for being overbought we look at mvrv that's below the middle of where it needs to be if we look at uh, minor flows or a bunch of metrics that basically show we're we're, we're not in uh, like risk territory for crumbling down here on this bull trend so i don't know everything looks everything looks okay from the on-chain perspective we're still cruising at a million uh, active addresses per day like everything looks fine it's just the technicals look a little too hot you know we're, we're bear diving everywhere which is something we didn't mention yet but Josh are you in disbelief <laughs> I'm not in disbelief I'm just saying like the price is too high <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Tesla too high. 420 it's just too
0: high the price is too high man um, and even,
1: the, even like the last thing I'll say is the casetious coins are, people are cashing out um some of those, which are, like, the ultimate HODLer metric, because uh, these are, like, minted in, like, you know, the before time, like, 2012, so... And those are on the move? And those are on the move. I mean, something I just saw a couple of minutes ago is the Bifinx hacked coins are also being on the move. Another good HODLer metric. (laughs) Um, What did they just move? They just moved, like, 1,000 stolen... uh, hacked coins from 2016 so I want to put something in perspective that lines
0: up with what you've talked about before too and that is that we are super outpacing a uh, 50% gain by summer 33k by July 33k by May whatever you want to call it Um, my chart says 33k before May when I look at like the parabola that we've vastly outpaced So we could literally spend until February consolidating without a new high from now and have plenty of room to push up for that next big run. And that would be one of the most interesting scenarios for Bitcoin because it it essentially keeps the conversation going around like what's the deal? Like, you know, everybody would be like, why is Bitcoin slowing down, yada, yada? And yet it's still on a, it would still be on a parabola Uh, parabolic uptrend to keep pace with 33k um, before summer starts you know by the end of the spring Um, that would be fascinating to me because a consolidation a month-long maybe even a two-month-long consolidation right at the highs right at the all-time highs would be extraordinarily bullish for Bitcoin to have continuation uh, and and that would be whether it makes new lows from 16k or not um, but I would it, it'd be most bullish obviously if it just that printed the low and then it did some kind of ascending triangle or something
1: right um, well if we can if we can consolidate in Q1 versus retrace um, we're going to see Q2 or thirty three k by july like that's that's a given
0: yeah so a, a a triangle like I just drew would take us into january uh so that's like a month and a half and on the long time frames it's not even a really long consolidation um, and I think that that is the logical thing to do here it's not to tank we've had a lot of demand for coins, but it would make sense for coins to shift from whatever you want to call it, like weaker hands to stronger hands or as people if they do go speculate on altcoins they're probably selling bitcoin to do it you know like various pressures on bitcoin to keep it ceilinged a little bit and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if we sp- spent some time doing that i do think this is what we'll do i just don't know where it'll be from like it could going to here and doing it here above the all time high is just as easy, you know what I mean like whatever, but we're setting that we're setting that range now, in my mind, and the question is just what what's the what's the boundaries of that of that range that will do some kind of longer term consolidation in
1: I don't I think it's it's too early to even say that yeah because we yeah. haven 't we haven 't formed anything yet, yeah but if you 're looking at possibilities like you 're saying that 's what you want to keep your your mind open to is certainly like an ascending triangle, a descending triangle, uh, inverted head and shoulder a uh, head and shoulders could even form here, and double top could form here. It just gives all
0: the metrics time to catch up. The two hundred day moving average is at eleven thousand four hundred and forty one on binance um, <laughs> that 's a long way away it 's a fifty percent drop to get to the two hundred day moving average so like all these metrics that you've talked about with the cloud that you know we've talked about with kind of the pace of things they all long for just relax relax for, <laughs> for relaxing it doesn't mean it has to relax i don't think it means doom and gloom i think that's going to lead towards eventual relaxation and my bet remains whether it's December or January. I think either December or January. I kind of hope January purely for my own selfish reasons. I think that uh altcoins in particular will be the beneficiary of that relaxation.
1: I mean, historically we see that with um, with highs and consolidation. But again, it's too early. Like that's like that's another part of the decision tree. If BTC consolidates, alt should do well. Uh, If BTC drops thirty percent, then alt should drop eighty (laughs) percent.
0: Yeah, and certainly uh, we're running into something similar that we ran into in late twenty seventeen, early twenty eighteen, where the dollar values of altcoins are really high. (laughs) You know, yeah, Uh, but the BTC relative pairs have plenty of space for something to happen. And that puts it in a unique position to where those altcoins could really have major bubbles in a short amount of time that then need walking back for a really long period of time. Um, So I could imagine a scenario where the, uh, the dominant stuff just swings all over the place because essentially the world... Gets hyped in, you know, caught up into the the bubble for altcoins, and then that, mo- that the money slowly moves back into to Bitcoin or or whatever else as all that stuff cools down. Um, because long term, I think we will continue to see Bitcoin be really strong. I just think we have opportunity here for enormous waves for altcoin speculation because everybody has more money, <laughs> you know, like every. Everybody that held spot or whatever in Bitcoin now has a lot more money. That if they start to take it out, they can pump it into other stuff, and it creates a ton of opportunity to, you know, find other trades. Even if the Bitcoin margin trade is a dif- is a difficult one.
1: I do agree with that. I do agree with that. What is this chart that you're showing me right now? Uh, you're talking about alts being expensive, so I pulled up. Monero, and uh, we were talking about Zcash earlier, but Monero looks more bullish to me as anything does, right? It looks... Zcash, like we were saying, looks fa- fairly a, bullish. In a vacuum. <laughs> fairly bullish. Um, I don't know. Those those on the USD chart look great. On the BTC chart, not so much, but... Yeah, they look
0: desperate on the BTC chart. I mean, I've I've got a bag of uh, of Zcash. We've talked about that. And it's based on the USD chart looking prime for long-term reversal. Uh, And also on the BTC chart, um, essentially saying like, okay, I'm not going to new lows. It still could go to new lows relative to BTC, but currently there's a refusal to do so. So it gives me kind of a tight stop on that Zcash position to not lose more relative to to bitcoin and have plenty of upside if it determines to do reversal doing that against uh btc just on zcash even if it just pops up like above you know makes new highs new local highs and goes up to the next resistance level is 200% gain relative to bitcoin and essentially fulfills what i've talked about as my usd relative targets so when i can find things like that that align it gives me a willingness to participate. Uh, You talked about Monero being the same thing. What's that chart that you have on in front? You're still looking at Zcash.
1: Uh, Zcash, this is LTC, another one we've been talking about with the falling wedge thing that's going on here. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't think buying alts at all-time lows is like a terrible idea here. But I'm just, I don't know about the upside, you know? Yeah, well,
0: I mean... Again, in a vacuum, the same reason I was so bullish Ethereum. Some of these just look too good, you know. Like you you mentioned Monero. Monero looks incredible. It looks just like Ethereum looked when it was at 480. Yeah. Like, it just looks ready to go up and hit the next level. Monero, 175, 180. Could I believe it? Absolutely. I expect it. (laughs) You know, like, uh, they just, they look so clean. They tested the dollar pair on Monero went right back into the 20 and 200 week moving averages. Um, a lot of these things align really nicely. And at the same time, they are at absolute cutoff points on the BTC pairs to make the risk reward pretty straightforward. I mean, this is a level to level trader looks at this on Monero and is like, uh, yeah, this is the easiest trade ever. You know, I long it. I play it to the next level. It's a I double my Bitcoin or I cut it for a small loss. And then when you combine that with those USD opportunities, looking like they want to trail some of these other coins, I have a hard time being bullish or being bearish uh, on on those on those altcoins. And it makes a lot of sense for, from a flows perspective, from a timing perspective, from a we've been here before perspective to see funds start to flow into that and once again have a one or two month um hype cycle for altcoins before they go and bleed off again while bitcoin
1: moves it just is it this easy is it this easy josh i mean it might be on that monero <laughs> chart on that monero chart we might see the rare case for eve adam a like U, you and then a v wow um this is tezos btc which just looks and- horrible and it, it does look horrible, but silver linings. Um, this is definitely the makings of an inverted head and shoulders here, for sure. Are you on the Bitcoin
0: relative daily? Yeah. Yeah. No, I see it. It's right on the twenty-day moving average. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I don't love it, but it probably means it's a great <laughs> it's a great entry spot. It's also it slammed right back down into its accumulate accumulation zones in twenty nineteen. Right um no. the narrative for T- tezos has never been worse right no i
1: don't i don't love it either i think you know it's an alt garbage coin but yeah if we're talking about a, like a trade there's a trade to watch um i talked about band i've been talking about band for a little while but i can pull that one up as well yeah go for it uh, um, don't
0: for, don't forget i need to talk about doge as well just as a self-reminder while you're pulling up
1: band Band doesn't look great on the BTC pair. Like my argument is, this might this might edge to edge, um, something to watch for on the BTC pair. But the USD pair has already well, almost it's almost ready to go on the uh, USD pair. As far as this, you know, I don't own any right now, but it definitely looks, just,
0: want- looks like the same concept as uh, Zcash, except on the daily instead of the weekly.
1: Sure, just
0: a big head and just a big inverted head and shoulders.
1: Um, uh, yeah, but this looks better than Zcash in Psh, my opinion.
0: It's not even in the cloud yet.
1: How can you say that? But this is an alt that I'm definitely watching very closely. Your bias is showing. Against, I don't own any, dude. I, don't, <laughs> I, have, I have zero band. <laughs> I have no idea of. I have no idea of band even is. I'm just looking at the chart. Yeah. Um, just so messy. band looks good. Uh, someone was asking us about Ren. Oh, yeah. I loved of Ren before it died. um, Wren, um we're getting a massive consolidation, but again, you're not seeing bearish consolidation. You're seeing Adam Eve, you're seeing ascending triangle, so all those swans to go up. Um, you're seeing descending volume profile. So it looks good for up. It really does. I'm not going to buy any, but it looks good. Um, well, Doge, it's been here before. <laughs> Is it is it at the all time lows again?
0: Is in the yeah, it's right in the range of its all time low levels, and it's hard to be bearish, uh, but you have to be willing to take a lick, right? If it goes below, like where you the problem I have with Doge, I want to buy Doge. I want to buy all the Doge because I do think that um, the
1: TikTokers are going to get back in. Is that either? <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't know how to put it. I just think Doge is going to mean revert upwards at some point. I don't know if it's TikTokers or what.
1: Well, that's one way to put it. Right and there. I think
0: 40 sats at bare minimum makes sense. So that. is that not like the easiest trade in the world? Buy Doge below 20, sell it above 40? Like, <laughs> thank you. You know, like I 2X'd my Bitcoin. And then it's like, well, if Doge goes full stupid, then why not 80? You know, it's like now you four extra Bitcoin. So, it's like, are we all going to look back on this and say we were absolute morons for not buying Doge
1: below twenty sats?
0: I think the answer to that is yes. My problem. I think it's worth
1: rotating twenty percent or more of your Bitcoin margin trading profits into altcoins. That look like they are at despair lows. I will agree with that,
0: and that is that's exactly actually how I got into the Zcash position that I'm in. Is because essentially all I put into it was stuff that I made margin trading. Um, so it's like I took profits that w- were received in USD and I put them in Zcash, and I it's a much lighter bag on my moral compass, <laughs> you know, on my on my brain when I'm not constantly trying to compare it to BTC. Now I'm going to keep an eye on it relative to BTC, but if I take a, US, a USD win and a slight BTC loss, I'm not going to cry over it when it was done with margin positions with my capital in BTC. You know, like that's not going to hurt my feelings. Um, yeah. If I can do similar with a a doge bag or whatever else, where I'm consistently maintaining my exposure to Bitcoin and then I'm using other means to find exposure to other assets that can outperform, I'm going to be happy doing that. Now, if these stay here, Josh, this is where it gets interesting for me. If on a, on a BTC relative side of things, if these stay down here into January, well, I'm going to trade them (laughs) With, with more than margin profits.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Um, yeah, I think if they're the if, if everything's where it's at now into Q two, like into uh what is it, January, February, March? At the end of the March, if alts are where they are, I think that's the when the, the what you're saying. When you go for more than more than just uh rotation of profits. Yeah. Giovanni Picker because- also
0: brought up that uh Doge is one of the uh altcoins that's actually on, on Robinhood. Um which is a nice advantage as well. Yeah. Is it on Coinbase? Nope. It's not on Coinbase. I have an overlapping, um, image of the ones that are on everything. I just can't open it in my browser for some reason. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, you should send it to me, you know, your buddy. Yeah. I'll send it to you and you can pull it up. That's a, uh, EPTC again, looks untradeable to me. I maintain that for as long as time has existed. I don't think there's a trade, I don't think there's a it's a risk reward. It's like it's all over the place. Like, why would you trade this? It's just garbage. But yeah, I um, think the direct trade
0: there is difficult. I think you could yeah you could keep you know keep it in mind while you do it. This is one of those things where you don't want to lose your buying power. Um, with Bitcoin, you, it can get away from you if you're not used to paying attention to those types of things. You want to maintain your Bitcoin exposure because we're going in a price exploration on Bitcoin, whether it takes us four months to do it or not. We're going into price exploration on Bitcoin. Let me repeat that. We're going into price exploration on Bitcoin. (laughs) That is awesome. And we don't want to get wrecked relative to Bitcoin um, while we're going into price exploration on Bitcoin. This is, if I say it four times, do I manifest a market top? (laughs) Uh, I sent that picture to you, by the way. So we want to... We want to profit, we want to maintain our buying capacity with Bitcoin, and we want to enjoy life. We want to live stress-free, and uh, anytime you can outperform Bitcoin, you've done yourself very well, so
1: keep that in mind. Yeah, and that's what trading alts is all about, at least it should be. Uh, Somebody was asking me about Wi-Fi, or us about Wi-Fi. Uh, I don't really have anything to say other than it looks fine. <laughs> I don't know where it where it ends up. It's so technical, but the pattern doesn't really present itself to me yet. Yeah, There's nothing... I don't know. I don't see anything here. If I'm reading the tarot cards, I don't see anything here.
0: Yeah. Hey, pull up that image so that we can show the audience because it's fair. the overlay of uh, coins that are on... Um, mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how to pull it up without doxing a bunch of stuff.
0: See, that's what I, was, I ran into. I don't know how to pull it into a window. I feel like such an idiot. I know how to do this on a Mac. You just click it. But there's not like an open width on Windows to open it in browser. Uh... <laughs>
1: <It's like>, ah. <laughs> Does that work? No, that's not it. No. It's okay. I think it was this one.
0: This is becoming a worse and worse podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Oh, look, you did it. So which ones was it? All right. So the green ones are on both Coinbase and on Robinhood, uh, which are OMG, Dash, Zcash, XLM, ETC, XRP, LTC, BCH, ETH, and BTC. Um, This image is everything on Robinhood. So there's some that are Robinhood but not Coinbase. Which I don't are, even
1: know. Monero was on Robinhood.
0: Yeah, so Lisk, Monero, Neo, Qtum, and Doge are on Robinhood but not on Coinbase. I scratched out Bitcoin Gold and Bitcoin SV because they deserve to be scratched out. Um, but those green ones are on both Coinbase and Robinhood. Those have to be prime targets for altcoin pumps. The ones that are unmarked, the Lisk, Monero, Neo, Qtum, Dogecoin... I wouldn't count them out. I mean, Robin Hood is a powerful, a powerful audience of degenerate gamblers, um, and therefore I I wouldn't wouldn't look past those. But I think the magic is what are the ones that can find a narrative amongst the others. I mean, OMG's been going like crazy, um, and it's got I guess it's got layer two Ethereum narratives. I don't really know anymore.
1: It's it's got garbage, is what it is. <laughs> OMG OMG and Neo. Both should not exist. They're both mega centralized. Yeah. There's a reason I never write articles about either of them. They're just complete garbage scam coins. Sorry, Za Dongfei, or whatever his name is. Uh, you know, sorry. Anyway, he's the like the CEO of Neo or whatever. Yeah. But they're both garbage. Sorry. But nevertheless, it you it's hard to
0: look past this list, right? For like, and what the hell is cutum Q- cutum Q- 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 is Neo by another name. Okay. It's yeah. like. Neo, one of them's Korean and one of them's Chinese or something like that. I don't know. Okay. It's like these 2017 alt arguments all over again. Um, yes. But they haven't added any new coins, so they have the same stuff that people were hyping over back then, and they're still there. Um, it's hard to imagine, personally. I feel like, I, trust in Barry, you know? If somehow Ethereum Classic will pull out of this ahead, uh, although it, it, last I recall it looked like absolute trash, Like, look at this day I screenshot. It's like everything's up like 15%. (laughs) Ethereum Classic's down 1%. Um, And uh, I think the privacy narrative on Zcash has weight. Monero, the same. The ones that I say I don't think they'll have as good of an opportunity, therefore I'm probably going to be completely wrong. I don't understand why Dash would go up. I don't really understand why XLM would do anything more than trail Ripple moves. I was stunned by the degree of move from XRP, but I think it still benefits from being the number three market cap and they've not been selling their own coins. Let me ask you this question, Josh, because I heard some interesting narratives around that. Is the reason Ripple is not selling XRPs because they're under investigation or is it just because they want number to go up?
1: I thought they were buying Jed's XRP. Well, I, like the, to I like
0: the narrative that they are actually under investigation and therefore uh,
1: hesitant to sell the coins. And they already the, the crime is already done, right? They've been selling coins for years. So the, the rumor mill starts here, Josh. Uh, didn't they also release an email about quantitative easing? Was that real?: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious though.: I thought, I thought that was the actual email.: Is there a greater quantitative easement than XRP? I don't know. There was an email floating around. I wasn't sure if it was real, but it looked pretty real. Uh, I can't find it right now, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just, it was probably fake, but it looked very real. Might have been a
0: phishing email that we're talking about on the air now, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is okay. Uh, Nevertheless, though, those are some of the altcoins that I think people should be paying attention to. Just because you got to go where the dumb money is going to be. Um, and it appears so far the dumb money is still going to be on Robinhood and Coinbase. Coinbase was moving up in terms of the uh, you like number of app installs and stuff, uh, which is a good metric to track. It's definitely not towards bubble territory, like top 10 installed apps. I think it hit top 100 overall and maybe top 10 finance or something. Um, and we're sitting here on the ready for price exploration. I mean, Binance tapped an all time high. We tapped an all time high today. We are not in price exploration. We are ready for price exploration. The question is, uh, are we just going to consolidate for a really long time or go for it and do that consolidation above the all time high? I don't know the answer to that. Therefore I'm probably not going to try to make the trade. Um,
1: yeah, I said um, one last thing I'll say about BTC. If we go to the four-hour, let me just pull this up. Um, 4 hours the most comfortable. I'd be on a margin-long position. And right now, we actually fulfill the requirements for the cloud to be long here. I just, I, I'm not a believer, even though that's what I was waiting for.
0: Wait, so the cloud is telling you to long and you're not longing? yeah
1: basically we've had this conversation before do you remember i know but look look at this here, but, but here's but, 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 but no no here's hold on hold on let me uh, let me turn on the lagging span oh, the no. off forgotten lagging span oh no you're
0: oh, justifying even, your positions
1: because of the no. lagging span or even above or even the, the lagging span is even telling you to long here. Everything tells, the, <laughs> the problem. With, the problem with the long here is your key June is at eighteen, and your downside would be six percent.
0: The daily key June is at fifteen.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yikes. but on the four hour, right? Uh, so the problem terms,
0: is the low time frames are telling you to long the balls off this, and the high time frames are telling you we need mean reversion.
1: Problem is the high time frames are telling you what are you doing thinking about going long here. The low time frames are telling you. Consider a long hair, because all the metrics tell you to go long here. That's that's my perspective. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all um, I got.
0: I'm I'm probably gonna regret it, but I'm long Ethereum instead. <laughs> I just I I feel like the narrative and even the chart Ethereum consolidated for a lot longer. Uh, it had several up days and then retraced it fully, and now it's kind of back to where it was. But it's got more upside. You know, our seven fifty above and above target is well within range, and I feel like Ethereum could move while Bitcoin stays sideways
1: for a little bit. Um, yeah, we could also get what we saw in the daily um, daily SPX, which is this like W thing. that Squeaks its way
0: to an all-time high, you know. Yeah, and the, and that's just chilling up there too. It's like it doesn't yeah. look like the legacy market really wants to do much until the end of the year. Like it's just going to hover until a new administration comes in, new year, new things, new fun. I was, this, origi- I was originally thinking legacy was just going to blow the lid off of it, and then we just gapped up, and then have spent four weeks doing nothing.
1: But that's another decision tree variation as we get a w instead of an m and then we make a higher high yeah i don't know it's just too early we need need like a week and then it should be pretty clear what's going on well what
0: i'm gonna do for now josh is appreciate the fact that at least on some exchanges we made an all-time high of bitcoin <laughs> i like that there's an asterisk on whether or not we made an all-time high there's a sick part of me that just says like i just do that for like a year it don't be confusing to talk about forever it's like yeah you know when we made a new all time high it's like wait what um got to watch the daily closes i don't know what to say to people be careful out there you know don't be too rash but i'm not i'm not getting rid of spot i continue to be long long spot um because why not you know well
1: yeah you can't you can't get rid of spot
0: my targets are much much higher whether it takes uh three days or three months there or or three years, I guess, but i 'm not really thinking in that time frame um, I think we have a lot of lot of room up to go I th- I think the seventeen percent down was enough of a dip to justify price expiration, and that r three yearly pivot i didn 't pull that up, but i 'd love to show it if we have time before we leave um, and then beyond that. Just got to wait and see. Look for opportunities and where they present themselves.
1: Let's see. Let me pull up that pivot point before I leave. And Yeah, I was just checking the BLX to see if we hit an all-time high on the BLX, and we did. Did we really? So it's legitimate, folks. All-time high. You hit it for her first. You hit it it for her. All-time high. Uh, Big, big breaking news here. All-time high yeah look at this uh look at this daily
0: pivot so it's at twenty three six would be or the yearly pivot would be r three yeah, let's do it and we just tested the r two went down and now break it on the daily i mean
1: it's still it's still such a tough it's so it's such an uncomfortable long here
0: it looks just like twenty nineteen by the way it's so uncomfortable Ugh. it it is uh, it is uncomfortable i'm just i can't i I cannot get my eyes off that r3
1: i would rather be out of a margin long here than be in one and lose money that's that's where my head's at that's where my head's at
0: yeah i think that's fine we both make a lot of money holding spot up to 23k yeah being happy about it
1: yeah i'm not hedging i'm not shorting i'm not getting out of spot i think i think that's good enough for me right now
0: yeah, I won't, here's what I won't be surprised by. I won't be surprised if we hit 23K, but still somehow in the year back around where we are right now.
1: That would make uh, too much sense to me. 19, 20. is also a big uh, psychological resistance. Huge. It's something we didn't talk about. But it's huge, and we didn't hit
0: it. We were <laughs> so close. Ever measured Ever so close.
1: Being the person to buy 20K, man.
0: That's what. That's part of what's difficult about this, is people wrapping their heads around it we got to depending on the exchange you know let's say 19.9k depending on exchange $100 off of of that you know there's plenty of people too that are just like i sold some at 20k because i could you know it's like oh yeah for sure <laughs> like i sold bitcoin for $20,000 which might feel good for a couple months we'll see thanks for being here everybody I know we rambled a little bit, but we wanted to have a makeup podcast. We'll come back on Friday. We'll see you soon. We appreciate you being here. That is for certain. Um, give us a rating, review. Get all these new folks listening to LedgerCast. That's what we need. We need retail folks. Teach them. We? Give them give – them, yeah, we need to give them the good news. <laughs> hey, you can see my Christmas tree here now that my video is bigger. There's my kid's tree. Our, our tree – the other tree's in there. But – we're ready. We're ready for the holiday season. The gift for me is price exploration. How about that? Damn. Damn. I'm, not, I'm not asking for much, am I? <laughs> we'll catch y'all next time. Monuments
1: crumble In the blink of an eye The easy river
0: Has just run dry In a house of cards, I feel the
1: breeze Wound so tight, I can barely breathe Oh, the change.